The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Jerry, you're dealing with trust in your relationship? Yes. Hi, Dr. Kenner. I am. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, Well, it's been an ongoing issue with a guy I've been with um, kind of off and on for about the last seven months. Okay. And we were separated for about six weeks. And prior to that time, I had confronted him because we actually met on an online dating service. Okay. And I had confronted him because we were in this serious relationship. We had talked about getting married, moving in together. And I found out that he still had an account online, on the yeah. dating service. Mm-hmm. So I confronted him about that, and I feel that he kind of contorted that around to make it like I was checking up on him and, and didn't trust him, mm-hmm. which, I, you know, I caught him online several times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, shame on me for checking up on him, but shame on him for agreeing that we both wouldn't have these accounts. Right, right. We were separated for about six weeks because his father was very ill, and he mm-hmm. ended up passing away, mm-hmm. and... We've been back together for about two and a half months now, and I have just discovered that he now, again, has an online account, but he's changed his state of residence, so I couldn't easily find him. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful that you're doing, I mean, it's not wonderful that this is happening, but it's wonderful that you value yourself enough to not have shied away from doing that, because when someone gives you reason to doubt them, you have every reason to search and to, to because in fact he should invite you to he should have the opposite response if he's not guilty at all he should say hey man you can check any account i have here are all my passwords check them out you know because he it's the burden is on him to rebuild trust so um you found what did you find exactly i found out that he still has an account online and that he's put himself in a different state and I don't know if the account's actually active or if it's just still out there, but when I looked at his account, I did see that he'd been online last week. Now, on the other side of that, I'm with this man all the time. Mm-hmm. I know who calls him. I know what happens. He has given me the username and password to some of his email accounts. I have looked at his Facebook account. You know, he claims he has nothing to hide, but he's hiding this one last thing. Is, is he doing this to test me to see if I'm going to check up on him? Yeah, but see, his response should be the opposite. I mean, imagine if you, uh, in quotes, cheated on him or you did something that made him doubt the relationship and you really love him, you really want to marry him and you you contacted an old boyfriend, let's say, or you were on th- you did the same thing he did. You just wanted to see what your options are before you tied the knot. Mm-hmm. And if, if he found, he caught you in a lie... What would be your gut response? I'm not really sure because I wouldn't I wouldn't do that because my account is deactivated and it has been I, and I, I probably would be a little defensive of why are you checking up on me? Okay, and why would you be defensive? What would cause that? Um, I don't know. I I can tell you that we both have had serious trust issues because of past relationships that yeah. we have. So mm-hmm. that's part of what's driving my behavior to check up on him. And I don't know if that's his reason for still keeping this account online. Um, I really don't mind being checked up on. I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm very open with I have a lot of guy friends. If they call me or text me, I'll say, oh, that was so-and-so, and here's what they said. And Yeah. But I feel like he's hiding this from me, and I don't know why. Okay, so the only person who knows why is him, mm-hmm. right? And if you, what are you thinking of doing? Well, I told him that we need to have a conversation tonight um, because I've now found this out. And so we need to talk a little later. And I'm not really sure 
how to approach this. I don't want to be accusatory. Yeah. I don't want to be confrontational. His intentions may be totally innocent. Maybe he changed the state so I wouldn't have a stroke because he has this profile still out there. I don't really know. I don't know what's driving this and why he would do this. Okay, so you can talk about yourself. The best way, you know, you can, instead of attacking, instead of accusing, instead of jumping to conclusions, it doesn't sound like you were planning to do any of those anyway. If you just say, um, I'm... I'm puzzled. You want to inquire. That's the skill. You want to draw him out. You know, I, I'm puzzled and I felt like things were getting back together and I'm confused. Words like puzzled and confused it usually invite, if they're not said, I'm puzzled, you know, not in anger, but they're usually very inviting words because a person wants to help you put the puzzle together or help you uh, clear the fog if you're confused. You know, I'm puzzled. I'm confused. Um, we've both had some trust issues in the past. And, you know, I did a quick check and I uh, found, or, or if you've been tracking it more, you can say, you know, I was tracking because I needed a way to rebuild the trust. And I know you've given me passwords and I found this. And then just pause. Okay. And see if he'll talk. And if he says, you're, you're checking up on me again, how will I ever trust you? You know, if he comes back very defensive, you can say, you know, I can hear that, that uh, you're concerned and, and we both have trust issues. Let's talk about this. Help me understand you better. Help me understand you better is much better than saying, why did you do this to me? Right. Um, help me understand you better. What's behind this? So we both can grow together because if we want to stay together, if we want to take what's good in the relationship, you can't have a, you, we want to strengthen the trust. Right. Now the sidebar, you don't want to frame it negatively, but the negative part is one of the things that you cannot, there are two things in a relationship that you must have. Number one is, Trust. Number two, and they can flip order too, is communication. If you guys don't talk, then it's no good. So you can just say, you know, I want to build the trust. I want to build the communication. And we can both learn from this. Be prepared that he may attack you for a day. But let it simmer down. Let him, and if you don't counterattack, it's much more likely that he will cool down and be willing to talk a little bit. Maybe he'll do it right away. But that's your best chance. Okay. So, listen, thank you so much and um, for the call. And we have a whole section. I've written a book with Dr. Ed Locke on, and we have a whole section on what I was just talking about. What are the essentials in a relationship and how do you grow closer? How do you build trust? And the book is The Selfish Path to Romance, and you can get it at Amazon.com. And it's uh, by Ed Locke, L-O-C-K-E, and myself, Dr. Ellen Kenner. So we have wonderful exercises. You guys could read it together and enjoy it. Thank you so much, Jerry, for your call. Thank you for the advice. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, you too. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. No, don't ever hire an architect who is a genius. I don't like geniuses. They're dangerous. How's that? A man abler than his brothers insults them by implication. He must not aspire to any virtue which cannot be shared. 
And have you been around anyone who's been envious of you? They don't want you to excel. They don't want you to do well in a sport. They feel like, yeah, you know, if you do well, how will your brother feel? You, you shouldn't show off. And maybe it's not showing off. Maybe it's just that you excel. Or maybe you do well in school and you feel like, oh, people are alienating you. They don't like you. And it's not your personality. It's because you're successful, or it could be that you're successful in a career. If you're dealing with envy, not because, uh, and genuine envy, uh, and it's not that you're an obnoxious person, it's just that you're wanting to succeed in life, and you're wanting to do things well, and you don't know how to deal with an envious partner, or an envious friend, or a former friend, hopefully, or an envious uh, co-worker, or maybe an envious parent. I've dealt with uh, clients whose parents have been envious of their success because the parents never succeeded. So instead of cheering the child on, they become envious. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. Another virtue that makes you lovable is productivity. Productivity is the process of creating material values, goods or services. Living requires material values. If nobody worked, how would you get your home, food, clothes, car, or medical care? Material values are not just a matter of surviving at the subsistence level. The goods and services we buy are healthy sources of pleasure. Books, appliances, jewelry, art, personal computers, massages, vacations, and much more. We are not advocating using things including money as status symbols. This shows a lack of independence and makes you feel chronically insecure because there is always someone who has more. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.